Hi guys, it's me Ruben, uh, and I'm back, surprise, which I don't think should be a surprise to most people, but I wanted to jump in before the episode started to let you guys know that this is the second to last episode for the second mystery, um, and things kind of go off the hinge, the, off, not the hinge, off the rails just a little bit because uh, of my slightly poor planning but I think it should be fine and I'm hoping I can rectify some of the things that I did um for this one in the next mystery if we do have it uh because I have some plans for that but I uh, wanted to jump in and let you guys know that uh two updates so um in two so in two weeks after this week um I will hopefully be releasing the last episode, and then we're going to be going on hiatus until I can figure out when we're all able to record the uh, next mystery, which I'm thinking is probably going to have maximum like 15 episodes to finish off season one, Um, and we might be involving a new player, but we'll have to see. And the second announcement is that uh, we're finally on Apple Podcasts after like six months of struggling to register. so yeah if you guys uh if you guys prefer listening to our episodes on there um you can go to up uh and to apple podcast uh just search up the archives um listen to our episodes rate review uh and share with people who you think would uh like the episodes and also if you do not know uh, we do have an instagram uh where i'm trying to update a lot of the things that are going on um and I th- and if uh, feedback, um, oh my gosh, I can't speak. And if you'd like to give feedback, you can reach us. You can reach out to us through there because um, I'd love to see how some of y'all are kind of reacting to some things uh, since I'm kind of restructuring, reformatting some of the uh, future episodes and how I'm planning on telling st- uh, on storytelling, um, especially with a system that I have almost kind of like a weird reference to since i mainly do fantasy stuff but uh yeah hope you guys enjoy the uh new episode today and uh we'll see you in two weeks bye guys stay safe how hard it is to 3d model a toilet (laughs) what (laughs) so i'm making i'm making riley's graduation present and i've asked like hypothetically if someone was to give you a 3d model for your graduation present present what would you want it to be he's like i don't know whatever you think would be cool so now i'm making kermit sitting on a toilet (laughs) (laughs) wait what (laughs) i mean like pop off i guess like it though you know he's gonna like have so much pride in it whenever someone goes into his dorm room they're like what's that he'll be like oh yeah my really cool friend morgan made me this 3d toilet (gasps) oh no he's gonna regret saying that (laughs) dude that reminds me of charlotte
Do y'all remember when the Charlotte kids came out and said, oh yeah, we used to worship a hole in the boys' locker room? That was so goddamn odd. Wasn't there also like a Danny DeVito one? Charlotte kids are a different breed. Ah, uh, that's like the meme of the, that's like the meme of the, of the, th- that one bathroom where kids started a literal shrine to Shrek, and I, uh... <laughs> Shrek shrine. Oh, God. W- Williston band kids were, were something else. Oh, I remember God. people were on the rolly chairs and they were jousting with trombones. Yep. I walked in on that once. That was, uh, an experience. Remember when we duct taped a cheater to the wall? I do also remember that. We duct taped a teacher to the wall. That was a good time. No, I remember us duct taping the chorus teacher. Miss Kennedy? Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. What were we on in chorus? Okay. Uh, yeah, let's get started. All the drugs. <laughs> All the drugs. Uh, All the drugs. Hi, guys. Every single drug. <laughs> hi, guys. My name is Ruben. Uh, I hope you enjoyed whatever the hell we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> don't mind our school experiences. Uh my name's Ruben. I am your I am your your host for our game for Tales from the Loop. Uh, today I am joined by Amelia playing as Audrey, Morgan playing as Margot, Julia playing as Anime, and Kat playing as Fanny. Uh, hi guys, welcome to uh, our second to last episode for this mystery, uh, and subsequently our last episode with Julia. Aww. <laughs> At least for now. Um, yeah, uh, so last we left off, uh, we had just um, focused on what Marco was doing uh, when the children, uh, when when Anime and Audrey were, Audrey and Fanny were uh, coming up with a plan as to uh, what they were going to do regarding Dennis uh, and uh, how they would go about exploring the strip mall. Um Margo, we, we started three hours with Margo's, uh, from Margo's point of view, uh, seeing uh, exactly what she did until she met up with the children. Uh, she went, uh, uh, she got a new uh, device from Doc, um, which was a medallion containing the fifth number coil, which allowed her to uh, turn invisible and uh, was immediately abused when she decided to sneak up on her new neighbors to... Um, figure out what uh was occurring there uh she snuck up on the two children (laughs) on some divorce papers uh she overheard a conversation between the two children on the sidewalk carrick and charlotte um and then went into the house to discover uh, a couple of interesting items um one of which was a divorce was divorce papers uh for uh Doc Brown and um, her ex-husband, Logan Peterson, as well as um, what looked like, oh, I had this, as well as what looked like uh, some files regarding a, a deal between uh, Kenneth Anderson and uh, and uh, Logan Peterson and Logan's, uh, as, and Dr. Peterson's uh, diploma, diploma, certificate, uh, which, uh, which, uh, let her know, I guess, that he worked in in the field of science? Question mark. Hi guys, I can I know how to speak. Um, with this information, in the field of science. <laughs> in the field of science. They are science men doing science. I like science where you do the experiments, and you wear the la- the lab coats. <laughs> wear the lab coats and do experiments. Um, yeah, with this new information, she left for uh, Doc's house and confronted her upstairs where she found a paper uh, address by uh, Logan Peterson about the Echo Project. Um, and uh, she also confronted Doc regarding her children, um, but Doc seemed to keep but Doc seemed to keep some of her walls up um, and not revealing a lot uh, of other personal information to Margot. Uh, she then made uh, a promise with Doc to go uh, and find the other children so long as the Doc would talk to her to her children, uh, took the hover cart and zoomed off down the streets where she found the uh, horse-drawn wagon full of uh, anime, uh, Audrey, Fanny, and one Dennis as they were going towards the abandoned strip mall. Um, so Audrey, uh, anime, and Fanny, you guys are on the wagon. Um, uh, anime is leading Bluebell uh, as you guys are are pulling this very rickety, uh, basically about to break wagon uh, towards the strip mall. 
uh, with your <laughs> with your guns in hand. <laughs> God damn it. Do not be mean to my amazing engineering skills. I've got engineering skills up to boot. The wagon just doesn't like me. The wagon doesn't like you, but you're fine. Um, yeah, so you so you guys are have your supplies in the wagons. You have the tarp kind of over some of the more uh, larger objects that you took. And uh, you guys are... Such as big guns. Like the, <laughs> like the guns. Um, and you are making your way down the road, uh, which isn't too busy. A lot of people are um, back are uh, inside for lunch or just ha- aren't really going out right now because, again, it is a rather hot summer day. Um, essentially take our... Uh, essentially take Monday's weather and that's what it is. Um, just very humid. Oh, great. Oh, God, no. Yeah, no, very bad. So there's not a lot of people uh, driving on, on the streets. Um, but as you guys are going, you kind of turn back uh, around to just go and look at everything. And you see, like, uh, uh, often, like, not the near, in, like, the near distance, uh, just, like, a cloud of, of smoke uh, uh, from behind you. And you see that Margot is uh, speeding on her go-kart to uh, try and catch up to you guys, kind of waving her hand frantically. Um, and she seems to be holding... Uh, um, something in her hand that looks uh like a bottle it's alcohol it's drugs never mind <laughs> it's drugs <laughs> booze and weed <laughs> you guys are just really not making this good for yourself we are we are 12 years old and we are acting like freaking yes i'm gonna cry I'm 13, excuse me. I'm allowed to make these choices. I'm 13. I'm the big kid on campus. <laughs> I'm a big kid. Uh, yeah, but uh, Margo, you uh, managed to catch up with them rather easily, seeing as your go-kart can go faster than a horse-drawn wagon with children and guns on it, uh, and you catch up to the, uh, to the group. I got beer. Margo, that is unholy. And and why? You have guns. Right, for our protection. It is our God-given right as young people of America. Uh. Oh, no. Oh, no, that is treading so close. <laughs> oh, no. What else do you expect from anime? Not much. <laughs> Not much, honestly. Yeah. Margo, are are you alright? Where have you been? It's been like two days. Uh, I've been spying on people. And, does this, does this uh, game have a version of insight check? Can I insight check Margo? <laughs> I would like to vibe check Margo. Can I vibe check please? Um, actually there is, there is a version of, of, of vibe checking. Oh please, yes. I would like to vibe check. Uh, give me a... <laughs> Give me an empathize. Okay, wait, hold up. I just gotta pull up a character sheet. Ooh, ooh, can I assist? Mm, yeah, you can assist. Uh, so roll uh, empathize and then add an additional dice. My empathize has three dice. How many does yours have? Empathize is a mind trait. I'm rolling six dice. Okay, yeah, just add a seven. I'm rolling 76. Okay, I have one success. Uh, I mean, how... How is Margo feeling, I guess? <laughs> if one were being vibe-checked by, by a friend, what would the general vibe be of Margo? Um, ticking time bomb. Uh-oh. In a way, in a way that's going to explode and hurt everyone around her? Or in a way that's- she's- is she- is she going to explode or implode? Probably explode, but not in the way you would expect. That's ominous. Okay. Surprise exploding bomb. Got it. Is she going to fuck up our plan? <laughs> That's my thing! Oh no. Um, right. Wait, did we bring the bomb? Yes, we brought the smoke bomb. Of course we brought the bomb. Sorry, that was a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait guys, we, we brought the guns, but where's the bomb? <laughs> where's the bomb? Oh no. All right, um, all right, um, okay, uh, are you, are we, are you coming to, where, we're going to, uh, um, goodness, my accent is all over the place today. We're going to, uh, investigate 
things. Are you going to join us? Also, and I'll, I'll pull the tarp back over Dennis, or not Dennis, and just reveal Dennis to the light. Also, we have Dennis. Just flip the tarp back over it. Dennis just kind of waves. Uh-huh. Uh, does he need to eat? No? Dennis, do you need to eat? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't need to eat. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I do have snickerdoodles if y'all need any sustenance. Okay. I'll have them. I'm a little spooked because Margot was just with Doc. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. We, like, don't trust Doc anymore, do we? Yeah. Anyway. No, we don't. Uh, so what are... So you guys are all going to the strip mall then, I believe, or... On our way. Obviously, we haven't stopped. So what have you been up to there, pal? Other than your sneaking and stuff? I just want to make sure that you are a good person to have with us right now. Well, I made Doc go and talk to her kids. Apparently some guy's working with your dad. Or not your dad, uh, the Anderson guy. He's working with, uh, my new neighbor, who's Doc's ex-husband. And I found the divorce papers. Doc had a husband? Yeah. Well, that isn't very holy. You're supposed to be with them till death do you part. Divorce is a big no-no in the book of life. What about that king who has five different wives? <laughs> good question. That is a good question. Side tangent. Uh, Ruben, am I aware of what gay is? <laughs> and do I know enough? Because I, I, I feel like if, 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 <laughs> Adri... <clears throat> is aware of what a gay person is. They've definitely clocked Doc. <laughs> Am I aware of the gay? Am I aware of the gay? I am aware of the gay. <laughs> um, so I, it wasn't until when, okay, so let me just search up something really quick. History lesson. <laughs> when was gay a thing? Yeah, the AIDS, so the AIDS epidemic was in 1981, and there's still, and, and there was a bunch of stigma regarding that. So what, so I, so of course you know what the, if we were to go by what I just said, of course you know what the gay is. Um, and I think that because of that, you most likely would have been aware of the fact that there was a stigmatization within, uh, like, for the gay community, mainly because of um, the fact that people associate them with just the AIDS, like, virus in general. Um, so you've definitely... It's either that or pedophilia, because yeah. those were the big um, things people had against the gays. But also, I'm pretty sure at this point in history, most kids would assume that only guys can be gay. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. That's what I wanted to know. Thank you. That, okay, cool. There's no comment from Adri. Sorry. I, th thank you. Yeah, because I also very much clocked um, Doc as queer. I think we all have, honestly. <laughs> I honestly think... I feel like if this were set, like you know, in our current time, uh, Doc would have, probably, this probably must have been a thing, and Doc's just like, yeah, so I'm a lesbian now. <laughs> that didn't work out. I'm a lesbian now. I am a raging homo. <laughs> I got a divorce because I'm a lesbian. All right. Okay, continue. Sorry. Right. So you've been doing that whole thing. Are you a safe person to have around us right now, Margo? Because, like, I know you've got all this stuff going on, and I don't want your little head to get a little too busy. You think I'm crazy? Um, I don't know how to respond to that one, Sugar Cube. I'm fine. You're fine? I'm fine. Okay, sure thing, Sugar Cube. Okay, so what we're doing is we're going to the abandoned mall, because, uh... You know how you said that you knew that Mr. Anderson, Fanny's dad, was working with um, Doc's ex-husband? They're working on the thing there. We found that out at the library the other day. Uh, earlier today? Earlier today. And they might be, they might be working with my mom as well as, and, and maybe even Doc. I, I don't know. We thought maybe Doc because we didn't know the whole divorce thing, but maybe not Doc. Not really sure there. Do you think she could have worked with him in the past, though? I think he asked her, but she said no. Oh, shoot. I don't think we can be friends with her right now. 
Yeah, that means that they she could get dragged in unwillingly. I'm sure, them, F Fanny. That these people are powerful, right? They they're talking to your dad, and your 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 dad's a. He's got the big shot, boyo. Yeah, can do they do things like making people do stuff they don't want to, but like making them do it anyway because they like know something about the person. Yeah, I mean, that's why I didn't make a lot of friends at first. Um, he's made some of my friends disappear. I didn't want that to happen again. Well, that's spooky. Okay. Um. And you didn't tell us this till now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You knew we could disappear and you didn't tell us till now? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> she wanted friends, okay? She's really lonely. It's it's all right, Fanny. Listen, um, it's not all right. She should have told us if your daddy's making friends disappearing left and right. Cause guess who disappeared left and right, Dennis? Guess who's back all spooky, Dennis? No, cause this is a big deal. Cause if her daddy made people disappear, what could have happened to Dennis? Well, you didn't ever really hang out with Dennis, did you? No, I didn't. He was there for the party, and that was it. I mean, well, maybe. It, maybe he's going after us one at a time and make Dennis disappear, and then they like, I don't know, something went wrong, so now they're trying to fix it, and then they're going to turn the rest of us into that, but that's... <sighs> maybe they just want a bunch of robo-children. That's a good point. Hey, Fanny? Mm-hmm. So, as, uh... As you guys are on the wagon, you can kind of see off in the uh, in in the distance that the building, um, <clears throat> the Yodabana Strip Mall, which is sort of like this L-shaped building, um, segmented into these four parts uh, with different stores and like there's signs hanging, um, uh, hanging from the front. Like you can kind of see through some of the the windows. It's kind of like built into a box, sort of. And as you're on the wagon and everyone's having this conversation and you're just kind of like, I didn't want to tell you guys because I didn't want you to leave me alone. Um, you get this overwhelming feeling of urgency and you feel like you feel this like pit in your stomach and your breath starts to get more shallow and your heart beats faster. And as you're looking closer at the building, you you feel scared and you black out for what feels like hours the the environment around you is completely dark there's no sensation of touch or smell your sight is reduced to near nothing and you feel like your body isn't fully there like you can't articulate any parts of your fingers or anything else and then you see dennis's face appears before you and it looks like it looks like the first time you saw the vision of him of his body over the water the oil and blood kind of uh refusing to mix and floating above it and you just see his face floating there um his human face with his dirty blonde hair and blue eyes and then you see the metallic robotic one with the hollow um expressions and the green um monitor on its forehead and you see that they start to push themselves together kind of merging at the center of where each face would be into this grotesque abomination that almost similar to the dog has like parts of its flesh melting with the metal and as that happens you see from both the robotic green eyes and Dennis's blue eyes this blood and oil start spilling out and as the oil and blood meet at the bottom of the chin and drip down the vision changes and you just see a hall as far as you can uh, just completely like as far as you can see through your vision with these hooks on the walls you yourself just like essentially speeding through this hall um this endless corridor and you see on these hooks there are robotic mannequins just slumped over each of them with a serial number 
um, going from Rx0-1 to Rx0-100 or so, and each of them is essentially a cold body that is just hanging there, unresponsive, and as you're being moved through this, you see one of the bodies, this uh, android-like looking thing with almost un like uncanny valley type of human uh, musculature and, and, and uh, musculature completely made out of metal, turns around, its face completely gone. There's only uh, accents of a nose and where a mouth would be and where the eyes would be located. And the face shifts and you see Audrey and then it shifts again and you see Margo and then it shifts you see anime you see Doc you see your mother you see your you see your aunt you see your sister you see Audrey's sister you see yourself you see um, the Doc you see what looks like a child you see another one of Dennis except this time half of his flesh is just melting down from the bottom of his jaw and it keeps on shifting over and over and over again you see all their faces just superimposing themselves onto this one face over and over as it just expanding your entire field of vision and then you snap out of it and you are sitting there looking at this building and you just feel dread well I got one quick question should I take a condition uh yeah you um it's either upset or scared. It depends. Do you want to take upset? Do you want to take upset or scared? How would you? I think scared would be would be reasonable, but upset it depends on what specifically made you upset. Yeah, you know we're just gonna say scared. <laughs> Make it easier. Okay. Yeah. So you take this. So you take the scared condition, and you have minus one to all your rolls. Um, she's probably not gonna say anything after that. She's gonna internalize it again. You know, this scared. Who wants to speak right after they get scared? Oh boy. <laughs> um, but for the rest of you, you guys visibly see like Fanny just go out of it. Um, she doesn't like slack over it. She just stands stock still and looks like straight ahead with this look of almost determination. And then when she, and then when you see like her eyes kind of twitch for a second, she comes back and you can almost see like her hand shaking. Hey, Trigger Cube. Do you want to do some chatting? Can I have that snickerdoodle instead? Sure thing, babe. And I give her some snickerdoodles. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, Fanny, you can add plus one to any, um, I think it was heart-based skill um, with the snickerdoodle once. Yep. <laughs> it's the magic of the snicker. Magic of the doodle? Yeah, magic of the doodle, sorry. Yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, so you guys, uh, up here, um, at the front, li literal front steps of this strip mall, this old, um, abandoned building. Let me actually bring up its description. The old abandoned strip mall. An old abandoned strip mall along the outskirts of the town close to I-93. The lot is messy with rundown buildings that used to be one of the most well-known parts of the town. Over the years, it has fallen into disarray as no real plans have been made for what to do with the lot. Businesses along the lot shut down years ago, the most notable being a paint shop which is frequently raided by the younger kids. These have raised concerns from the adults who worry that the buildings themselves present a danger to unsuspecting children. So a lot of the lot itself where the buildings um, are, are, are stand upon is essentially just like complete disarray. You see some of the signs that were hanging, um, that were hanging off of them have either been torn down and you can see like a silhouette of what the letterings used to be um, or you can see some of them like uh, propped up against the sides of the building kind of used as like ramps. Um, you see some old tires uh, placed around uh, like in, in some circles kind of like in seating arrangements. Um, there's gl broken glass bottles, there's um, cigarette butts, there's um, just like plastic uh, scattered across the ground. Everything is littered. You see some shards of glass from some of the broken windows of the buildings um, uh, are spread out on the ground. Um, and you all uh, just kind of stand there taking this in. Uh, Dennis, um, 
uh, manages to climb out of the, the tarp, um, the sun kind of blazing down on you guys as you're standing there, um, and you see that there are, as of now, currently four buildings that uh, were there um, before the uh, strip mall closed. There is a skate shop uh, with like very dull colors. Some of its windows broken. Um, there is a uh, there is a, a nail store um, called Sarah's Nail Bar um, with like the red letterings um, uh, kind of torn down from the building. There is a paint shop, um, and then there is a uh, ninety nine uh, cent only store, which is essentially like the dollar store. Uh, except it, uh, yeah, it's essentially the dollar store with. Uh, some produce. Where would you like to go first? Hmm. I'll check out the skate shop, I guess. All of us? Maybe we can find parts there for the wagon. Yeah, sure, that's fine. No, we can all go together. I'm just kind of looking around, tracking everything. I'm kind of spooked out. I don't want to be alone around here. That is a good choice. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> so you, um... So you enter the skate shop uh, with barred windows and letters hanging off the front of the building. The planks barring the windows are half removed and you peer inside seeing the dusty cramped store is devoid of life. Shelves line the interior space with, rem with remnants of old skateboards and decaled walls. Most of the area has been vandalized and you see cigarette butts, smashed bottles, and what looks like an old moldy sandwich scattered on the floor. You also notice that the counter, um, which is at the far right of the building, uh, is decimated with some uh, skid marks and what looks like spray paint, um, and that most of the uh, shelves for the um, where like some of the boards would be on display are empty um, and like one glass display particularly has been smashed uh, and one of the contents were in it have been stolen. Um, can, uh, if you guys would like to explore uh, to just find anything, um, can you roll me a yeah, investigate please? Sure thing. Uh, if you want to, if you want to, to look around then, then you can, but you don't have to. Oh, I'm pretty good at investigate, guys. I'm rolling nine dice as a flat. Jesus Christ. Do you want me to do that? I don't remember how many dice I roll. I got zero successes. I have three successes. Ooh, one success. Okay, so, um, Audrey, um, so, so you, as you're kind of being careful to rummage around this place, you, um, immediately pick up on a, uh, backpack that's kind of um, buried under some of uh, like other some planks of woods um, and what looks like a tire kind of holding most of it um, you see this uh, small red backpack uh, kind of dulled some of its uh, straps falling off and the zipper is missing um, and inside there looks to be some stolen stuff from the junkyard um, this like kind of raw material um, that you could use that could that could fit in this thing it's almost like a duffel bag more than a backpack actually um, you also see uh, some old bottles of uh, bottles of booze, um, hand tools, um, uh, and an old tinkered with brick phone, as well as a very goth-looking notebook with some uh, sharpie doodles on the front of it. Um, it essentially looks like the the orange like covered science books that we had in middle school. Um, you find that, um, and you also find uh, inside that there is a bag of about 10 ball bearings um, that have all kind of been neatly tied up in this, like, uh... Ball bearings! <laughs> in this, uh, in this uh, small black uh, bag inside the actual duffel bag. Um, anime, uh, you manage to um, kind of briefly look around and you immediately pick up on this, like, linting... Um, in the uh, in one of the corners of the room, uh, um, not too far hidden from you, and you find a pocket knife um, that is slightly caked with dried blood. Oh hell yeah! You know I'm gonna use that. <laughs> um, and you also find um, a uh, broken longboard. I don't know how to ride that. Does the duffel bag look like anything Dennis would have carried, or or the backpack? Or like anything Margot's brothers would have carried? Yeah. I don't know much about Margot's brother, but Um, so so you know that Dennis didn't have any siblings. Um, this bag itself seems like it's too heavy for just one ch like child especially of your age to carry. Um, mainly because of the of the the 
uh, supplies from the junkyard, but maybe at some point Dennis could have used it. You actually see that Dennis kind of looks at, at this place and he says, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I was anywhere near here because I, I remember there was something that I left behind in one of these, one of these places, but I'm, I'm fairly certain I never stepped through here. I think once I got my surroundings clear, I just kind of left to figure out what was happening. Um, but this place... Would you recognize it if you saw it? Like what you left behind? I, I think I, I think I would. Um, I've been recognizing a couple of things that since I've been back, it's almost like, it's almost like my memory was shot, is, is being jostled or kind of taken away in a sense. It's, it's like I don't... So you got drugged? I don't think it was, I don't think it was that. It's, it's like, it's like you don't know who you are anymore and there's this like nagging sensation in the back of your head that tells you that there's something you're just missing and you try to find it but it's always out of reach i, I guess mm -hmm. sometimes it's like wondering whether or not a memory you had actually happened I'm, and i'm not sure right now if what i'm imagining is true or if i'm just trying to compensate for something i don't want to deal with all right well um you guys want to keep looking around here i i can uh we can zip in and out real quick all the stores and uh see if we just if dennis recognizes every, everything and then come back or do we want to make our way through slowly i think we better stick together in case another one goes missing or something i know i could carry this bag if y'all need me to if you want sounds good uh i will have snagged the ball bearings however yeah, so you have ball bearings. Um, those will uh will give uh those might help you in, in in circumstances you don't know. Also, some of the supplies in the in the duffel bag from the junkyard you can use over time to make stuff that's like relatively small. Anime, do you, do you want to put it in the cart? Yeah, I was just gonna grab the whole bag if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do I need to roll for it? No, you don't need to roll. I'd say I'd say anime strong enough to carry the duffel bag. I'm definitely good just carrying it around until we get back outside, ladies and Dennis. But if y'all want, I can pop it out. Well, can you be quiet with it? Can I be quiet with it? What kind of yeah. question is that? Well, I mean, if stuff starts going wrong and we see someone here, we might want to sneak around. And if you're carrying a big heavy thing that's loud, it's not going to be exactly conducive. Um, For context, Ruben... Does the like metal parts in the bag smash around when I'm carrying it? Uh, there's no, there's no like rods, but like if you set it down, it won't make any noise when you move with it. Okay, then I'm fine. I'm all good, Audrey, but thank you very much for being conscious. All right. Um, I got a quick thing. Um, I don't know if you said that I found anything. I can't remember if you did. I'm sorry. I wanted to go check out, like, the records and stuff, though. Like, in the back. See if there's something in filing cabinets or something. Oh, that's a good idea. I wanted to pick up the tires and, like, look under them and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, most of the tires you can, uh, anime, you can kind of tell have, have mainly been placed in, like, some of their locations. Uh, mainly it's, like, seating areas or to be used for, like, stunts by the older kids, um, who skateboard. Um... Uh, or like uh, just set pieces in general, and so a lot of a lot of it kind of really um, doesn't have any use for them. Um, you can kind of tell that this is mainly a hangout space for some of the children, since most like since you, it's common knowledge that this place has been raided multiple times, along with the paint shop. And Fanny, you go into the like staff like break room, I guess, um, and you can tell. That, and like most of the um, Furniture there has been removed. There's a bunch of dust collecting on stuff. You can see like a broken sink um, with with uh, what looks like cobwebs on uh, kind of built on like kind of uh, made inside of it. Um, you see a couple of like spiders and centipedes crawl around. Um, you see a flood kind of buzzing around this like pool of gray water. Um, and you see that, like, some of the files, I guess, or records, um, you can see the filing cabinets, there's not much there, there's, like, some things regarding, um, like, when sales were made or stuff like that, but 
Besides that, there's not anything much of notice. No names that I recognize or anything? Um, I mean, unless it's names of, like, students uh, at your school who you just kind of knew at some point came to this, like, store before. You... Actually, no, yeah. You, like, you see some names of, like, students that, that came to the store before it, it closed down, but besides that, nothing of importance. Okay, cool. Okay, so where would you guys like to go next? Maybe the paint shop, because it's one of the most popular spots. Yeah. On our way to the paint shop, I'm just going to look for any, like, weird hallways or empty places that, like, could lead to, like, some mysterious underground, like, lab or whatever. Sketchy places. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so, so, so let me, let, so, so let me, uh, read this, this quick thing first. Um, so yeah, so you get to go into the paint shop. So, um... So the paint shop is a slightly cheerful building um, with broken windows. You see that the exterior of the building seems pristine, save for the shards of glass uh, scattered on the ground. Um, but when you step inside, you see that everything uh, has been painted in some fashion. Um, the walls are completely white with uh, spray, uh, watercolor, or, or, or acrylic paints um, marking up the plain walls. Designs of badly drawn dragons, psychedelic van designs, and names and stylites tags cover large portions of the establishment's walls. The shelves contain a small amount of supplies. Others have been broken down and used to create seats or ramps. The counter is left alone with a worn and aged ledger where you see some people have signed their names almost like, um, like letting people know that they've been here. Um, and you can also see that the doors to where the staff um, area uh, is uh, has been locked, um, and there is a and there's caution caution tape um, placed around it, and you can smell what's uh, the fumes of sulfur kind of coming out from that place. Um, uh, Audrey, roll me and investigate, and then um, if anyone else wants to roll and investigate, uh, feel free to. Oh my goodness! Alrighty, yes, please. Three successes. <laughs> I rolled three sixes and three fives. Two successes. Mm, no successes. Uh, one success. Okay. Um, so, Audrey, uh, Anime, and Margot, can you guys roll me a d4 to determine how many cans of spray paint you managed to find? Four. Uh, three. Three. Okay. So you have, so collectively you guys all have 10, 10 spray cans, um, uh, uh, spray paint cans that, uh, can be any color of your choice that you kind of manage to find scattered around this place, uh, which is relatively lucky considering that a lot of like the older kids, especially the teenagers have raided this place and stolen a, like a good, like good amount of the supplies. Um, so relatively good, relatively good's fine. How many ball bearings did you say there were? Uh, there were 10. Okay, thank you. I'm just going to add it to my character sheet. Yeah, um, but you guys mentioned to find the, the 10 the ten cans of spray, of spray paint, which, which is, again, a very rare find, considering people kind of steal from this place um, uh, constantly. Um, Fanny, you're also kind of, like, helping them uh, find these spray paints. I'm like, why the hell are people just leaving these behind? Um, and as you're, uh, you guys are, are, like, kind of stuffing these things into your thing, uh, into your duffel bag... Um, you, uh, Audrey, you hear this, like, you hear, you, you look at the counter and you see that, like, where you're putting the, the, like, some of the paints on, one of them kind of falls and you go to pick it up, um, and you see that, um, as you get up, there is, like, this flash of silver, um, on the far wall where, like, the doors, um, to the, uh, staff area is, um, and the tile there looks weird. Uh, that's strange. I'm gonna wander up towards it, start investigating. Yeah, um, so you go towards it, um, roll me a comprehend. Sure, give me a sec. Um, um, five, six, seven, eight, I'm rolling eight dice. One success. You kind of press your hand on the walls, um, moving it like moving it along uh trying to figure out why you saw that like silver flash and then you come upon a small section of it that's kind of been segmented a bit um and you manage to pry it off 
uh, using uh, your nails and you find um, that the portion of the wall you just uh, stumbled upon uh, in like this, almost like the size of, of, of a phone, um, is completely false and you see that um, there is a button keypad um, which I believe you should be able to find if you go to the reference material. Um, it should be Wagner script number one, um, written in the same uh, written in the same archaic uh, 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 symbols that you saw on the door um, downstairs in the school's boiler room that led to where the event of the genesis took place. And you also see a silver button and um, this keypad there. It looks like this is meant to give access to something. Hey, y'all want to come look at this? Um, did anyone care? Is this, does this look exactly the same as the one we used to get into the weird basement place? Ugh. Exactly the same, yeah. Does it look like um, the exact same keypad or is it like similar script but like different arrangements and stuff? Um, it's, the, it's, it's the exact same keypad. Um, that you saw. Anyone remember what the um, code Doc used was? Um, you know, you know that the one Doc used was at least the way she explained it was. It was essentially the her her explanation for it was that she thought if there was anything relating to what the janitor could have been doing beneath the school, it must have been linked to when the to like the construction periods from the like for the tunnel. And so she was able to input that, but you don't know if that's the same for everything else. Like you don't know if other projects had different access codes relating to something unique to them. So you you'd be making a guess, and you don't know what happens when you make a wrong guess. Cool. Um, right then, um, Dennis, any idea? Well, ain't he a computer? Can't he hack it? Uh, that is a long shot. Um, you see Dennis looks at it and, uh, there's no, there's no, like, visual change in his face because he has no facial muscles. Um, but you see he kind of stares at it and says, I, I've seen this before. Oh yeah, buddy? Did you see it in here or somewhere else? I think, I think I remember seeing a keypad like this. Um, I think it was on a, some sort of terminal. I, I remember seeing it. It's called... Wagner script. Um, you see that as he's thinking, the monitor on his head glows um, green, and this like lettering starts to appear on it that you can sort of read um, that. Is it the same script that's on the keypad? Yeah, it's the same script that's on a keypad, um, and he's and it, it it almost looks like he's processing something, like like his thoughts are being projected in this script, and he kind of looks at it and says. I, yeah, I remember. I remember seeing this on a on a on a terminal. There was it was some sort of. I think it was like a a, a study. I, it was on, on on the computer I used, um, and I was looking for um, information regarding who I was. I think if I if I can find where that terminal was, I could probably retrace my steps into decoding this. But I I know that's familiar. Hmm. Okay. Does the door look like it's going to open any other way? Like, could we bash it in? Is it old enough that there's, like, are there... First off, are there hinges or does it slide? Because if there's hinges, can we bash the hinges off? So you... So the, the door leading to the, um, like, the, the, the staff area, I guess, of the, the paint shop, um, you, like, you smell, like, really bad, like, toxic like not yeah really bad orders coming from there you think it was better created because of that um maybe something happened with the moving process maybe something literally just died in one of the walls um you wouldn't know because literally no one has been here um but you're fairly certain essentially to comprehend well you know like like that that this keypad doesn't open that door there has to be another this keypad has to access something else okay everyone fan out look for what this opens it's it's got to open something and if we can't get in through the keypad, then we gotta find where the entrance is so we can try to get in another way. Are we doing another investigating? Some more searching? I guess we are. Okay. I guess you are then. Yeah, Romy, Romy investigate. Um, Fanny, so the same images kind of, like, you, you're, you still have that sense of, like, being scared of just what's happening. Or, like, be, not even what's happening, it's being scared in this place. And... 
you've kind of had this like heightened awareness of, of just things kind of happening around you and you get you just you just get the feeling that I'm not sure how to explain it you get the feeling of like something like you 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 know you know you know how like people can be like hypersensitive to how others are are feeling in terms of like you just know someone's having a very bad day and then that translates to you just feeling more anxious for their day yeah like an empath yeah um you you get this immense sense of just sadness coming like very close from where you are like basically right next door to you oh no can i just touch stuff until something happens because i got a i got a zero for success and uh yeah you're just yeah you're just touching everything really and being like there's probably another another like there's probably another uh keypad on here you know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining, you know, when you're, like, searching for something and you just start, like, viciously patting, like, the walls and the floors and, like, the ceilings and just everything? It's just that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just where. I was also going to try and, like, pull the thing off the thing. That's such a good description for literally everything. Uh, just pull the thing off the thing. Yeah, that, that, that literally it. Um, what did, yeah, what did you guys get for investigation? Two successes. Uh, two successes. I got two successes. Hey. Okay, hold on. Did okay. Did so. Cat got two successes. Margot got two successes. Wait, Morgan. God, <laughs> I'm switching between everyone's thing. So Morgan got two. Cat got two, and Amelia got two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you guys all managed to kind of uh pick up on uh to uh search around the room, and eventually, you, um, Margot, uh, Audrey, and and. Fanny, you all kind of like manage to grip up the same at the same place, and you each notice um individually that there's like a slit almost in the wall that looks like um it's very very unnoticeable. It's so it's like a very thin like outline of of a door that um you can't see any hinges on it. It looks like it slides in, um but you know that because of how it is like forcing your way through it would be nearly impossible because a you I can do it. I got force up the wazoo. Just let me add it, baby. Well, it's not even that. Um, I think this also goes back to uh, to Audrey's thing. You don't know what happens if you guess wrong or if a miscalculation is made because, quite frankly, right now... Do you think anime would care about the circumstance? No, no, no. This is this is, this is just what Audrey, Audrey knows already. Um, like, Audrey, you, you yourself know that... Um, you could probably make a good guess that there's obviously some sort of like counters like measure to people just prying their way through this door, but you don't know exactly what that countermeasure is. So you, you, you're making a wild guess at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. I got you. I got you. Um, okay. Uh, oh, um, yeah, that looks, uh, interesting. Okay. Um, let me add it. Let me add it. Given how high tech, it might not be the best idea to just go smashing through it. Especially if, uh, yeah, let's see if we can find another way in. Um, you guys see Dennis walks out of the store back onto, like, where, where he can kind of see most of, like, the, the buildings. And then he looks at the one, um, at the Sarah's nail bar. Um, and he, he, he says, I think I remember where this is. I... I think I came here when, when I first woke up. And he kind of walks forward towards it. You stand at the front of the door uh, of this lifeless, lifeless nail salon, the red lettering on the front of the building torn down with uh, leaving the imprints of the store's name, Sarah's Nail Bar. You see tires placed around the front door, uh, around the front like makeshift seats, food crumbs on the ground next to them, as well as what looks like the remains of fire in the center with pieces of charred items. The air smells of sulfur and the concerning amount of acetone. There's nothing left in the building save for the drywall, trash cans, and the mess of and the mess left by rowdy individuals. You see that he enters and he quickly, like his eyes kind of scan over most everything. You guys don't even need to roll, investigate for this because you immediately come in and of course the, the like the sulfur and acetone kind of hits you very quickly. Um, but you also notice that in a corner next to one of the 
tires that's kind of used for the makeshift seats um, next to its own like little fire is a um, is what looks like a a picture frame the glass kind of broken um, and next to it there's a pile of dirty clothes um, there's a green tank like a turquoise greenish tank top with um, like tan pants um, and these like black adidas on the ground as well as a duffel bag um, not a duffel bag it's like a small carry-on bag of some old uh, some other clothes that looks child-sized um, and you also notice um, that kind of tucked away um, in like the corners of where this broken picture frame is um, is a photo of a young boy with dirty blonde hair and blue eyes um, around 11 years old um, wearing a white t-shirt with um, athletic shorts and his soccer shoes he's holding a jersey in his right hand and a um, soccer ball in his left and you see that his father um, is standing behind him um, kind of kneeling down his arm um, uh, kind of like uh, hooked around um, Dennis's uh, neck like pulling him in for a hug um, they're both smiling you can see where Dennis got his um, dirty blonde hair from this man kind of has like a stubbles of a um, of a beard and is wearing the most stereotypical dad clothes you could think of cargo pants um, uh, Hawaiian shirts and um, God forbid uh, socks and sandals and they're both smiling at this camera and you see that Dennis looks a little bit younger than you remember seeing him last and he goes up to it and he, he kind of crouches down picks up the photo carefully in his hands and you can see that as he does this um, there's this soft green glow that emits from his body starting from his chest first and his body starts to shift as this synthetic like skin starts to grow over it and he reverts back to Dennis essentially his face looks slightly terrified and he looks he looks hurt and sad as he's looking at this and he says I remember um I woke up and and I didn't know what was happening. I I found out that people thought I was I was dead, and I went back home to see if, if I could find my parents, and um, everything was empty, and I, and I don't know where they are, and <laughs> I don't know where they are. They just left. And I'm gonna go hug him. You see, hi guys. Um, so I'm actually crying. <laughs> Ruben, no. Uh, <laughs> Ruben, I did. You're the one supposed to make us cry. You're not supposed to make yourself cry, uh, sir. I when I when I tell you Dennis Dennis's story actually made me cry a lot while writing it. But yeah, he um says I, I couldn't I couldn't find them and I I don't know where they are. I don't know what happened to me, <laughs> and I don't know where they are, and I can't find them, and I don't, I don't want to be like this. I know. I know. You see Dennis kind of composes himself together, and he says, um, I, I remember coming here when, after everything was settled on, I stayed here for a while to try and figure out what was happening, um, and I, I think, I think some things are, are getting chalked, but, um, I think I know where the terminal is. It's it's at the um the the uh the, the ninety nine cents only store. I think it was in the I think it was in the back of the building there was a terminal there that I, I used, but um we could probably go there to to investigate some stuff. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. Um so yeah, so you guys um so after Dennis's breakdown and my and also my breakdown, <laughs> yee. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the ninety nine cent store is essentially the living embodiment of the Dollar Tree store. The front of the building has bright blue, has a bright blue uh, ninety nine cent um, that looks like it's falling off of its hinges. The panes of glass are still intact, with only graffiti marking the exterior. Upon entering the building, you see that the shelves are left completely empty, with caution tape closing them off. 
Puddles of gray of grimy gray water gather at the uh, gra gather. Oh my god! Puddles of grimy gray water gather in the uh, fresh produce section. The building is large, and your footsteps reverberate as you explore further. It looks like this place was completely cleared of products, save for spoiled pieces of food, long past their expiration date, old broken dollar store, plastic figurines, and holiday decorations. You also notice that the entire back of the section of the bu uh, the entire back section of the building where the staff offices are located is taped off. The doors are locked with metal gate guards, and the windows bar and windows barring sight. Um, from the outside essentially it's like uh the like metal uh those like pieces of metal you see on windows that can uh, when like they're barricading stuff up so you can't see um what's inside almost like a, a metal grate um as well as like playing some woods behind it um you see dennis quickly um kind of lead you guys in in the direction of that place and when you arrive you also see the same uh the same keypad as before um with a silver button you see dennis um uh still in in his his quote human form uh looks at it and he you see his hand um shifts uh back to his robotic one and he presses the um let me make sure i get this right he presses the top right um button the second to bottom center button twice um the uh second to bottom uh right button and then he presses the um bottom uh most right button and he presses his thumb on the silver button um and you see the door, uh, you hear a click from the door, and he pushes it open. And inside um, of the space, you see this, uh, you, you see this essentially old manager's office, um, and you find that most of the space has been, uh, has been tampered with. Um, the walls of the office are this off-whitish yellow color that stands against the gunmetal gray of the door. Um, there's a bookshelf on the left wall of the office collecting dust and an old oak table with neatly placed metal boxes and a clunky computer on top of it. Um, you hear a soft hum of a generator um, far below from where you stand, and you notice that as you come closer uh, towards this oak door, the laptop uh, screen glows green. Dennis um, walks up to it, and he sits down and you see his fingers quickly uh, type away at the um, thing. And he says, um, I, I, I remember this now. I, I came, I came through here. I, I believe there was, there was some, some sort of passage. I think I came through. It might've been, it might've been the same one that we found in, in the um, skate shop. Um, I remember coming down through this way and looking at the, um, Looking at this at at this 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 place, and there was something here that I remember seeing with the, the project Echo. Um, if if I remember, it was uh, something about Doctor, something about Doctor Anya Weber, and and I think it was Doctor Brown too working on stuff. Um, and then I also found th this um, thing regarding the Echo project. Um, uh, here you can you can look at it. Um, he pulls up a file, um, on this computer, essentially, and you see that on it, it gives a short blurb of the Echo Project. The Echo Project. The Echo Project originally started in 1968 and abruptly ended in 1969, just a year before the loop reactor would malfunction and lead to the closure of the DART facilities. The project was originally led by one Dr. Sandra Brown, along with the help of Dr. Francesca Anya Weber, with the hopes of potentially being used to transfer one's consciousness to a dormant prototype android known as R-00, a line of robots designed to contain one's consciousness and personality. The Echo Project was defunded after a year of development due to the death of Dr. Weber. Shortly afterward, Dr. Brown left the facilities and went off the grid leading to her divorce with Dr. Peterson. There's also a subfile within the folder that you find, and this one is slightly concerning because 
It's a letter from Peterson addressed to Anya Weber. This message was sent four days ago. Oh, that's not good. She has been dead for like, what? Long time. A real long time. Wait, didn't I see her gravestone? Wait, but, but, but the time fuckery with the, the time fuckery with the, with the, the janitor. Oh, that's not good. You see Dennis opens the phone and he says, I don't know what you guys are talking about particularly, but this is what I found concerning now that I remember it. Um, he pulls up the actual thing and you kind of quickly glance over it. And there's this one passage that makes Margot, you in particular, your blood run cold. Because it says, I know you killed her. And I know that you're using her body. I'm not blaming you for Sandra's death, but I need you to help me fix it. And that is where <laughs> we're gonna end today's session. <laughs>